gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some games, every y'all gonna talk about it. No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody vouches. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. To your bank account, need an accountant. Yo, 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 welcome back to the greatest show on earth, the Man That Mindsets podcast. I am your host, Xavier. And before we start the show, I'd like to advise all our listeners, watchers, to please subscribe, comment, five-star rating, review, all those things. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. And before we get started today, I got a very, very special guest. This this episode been long overdue. We've been talking about doing this for how long has it been? It's been like at least like a, like a year, right? Mm-hmm. And we finally here. You in the studio. We got it done. So our guest today, we got my girl, Princess, in the building. What's yes. good? Welcome to the show. What's going on? Happy to be here. I'm hey, excited. You, you know, I'm happy Finally to have you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to have you here. You've been getting to it for a minute, so we had to get this done. So, But getting right into it, you know what I'm saying? So the people, this could they be their first time seeing you, hearing you. They could be under a rock. Yes. Let, let the people know who you is. What's going on, y'all? My name is Princess Dior, the mogul, the queen of turn liabilities into assets. I'm from Los Angeles, California. I grew up on, you know, Florence and um, Venice. So I'm from, from the city, you know, where Nipsey's from, holding it down. And I've been in college, so I got two degrees. I'm a star athlete, too, as well, so I ran track in college. And then I worked at Kaiser Permanente for, like, six years that nobody oh, knew shit. about because I'm always, you know, promoting me having a business. Hustling. Hustling, you know me. And then um, I recently got fired last year um, during the pandemic. And within two months, I made 100K in 60 days. So I replaced my yearly salary from my job, and I've been just running up ever since. And I've been able to impact the community and start my own mogul family community where I mentor a lot of students. They're helping them create six-figure automated businesses. Mm, that's a lot. Hey, that's, that's a lot to go over. First, I want to touch on, so how you even, which, what got you into entrepreneurship? Um, my mom. So my mom has always been an entrepreneur. She's never clocked in for anybody. Uh, she's created multiple hair salons and also um invested in like a franchise like subways taco bells jack in the box and she's a top realtor too as well so she's in the real estate market investment so she's already she's inspired me to push me into entrepreneurship but she just let me be on my own path so she never pushed me to do it like full time she let me go to college and like get a job for some reason Mm, so so it's it's basically in your blood you you built you built for it built for it Mm, I, i like to hear that but you talked about getting let go from your job mm-hmm. a year ago. So let's, let's yeah. break that. How that, how that whole process went? Because I know it was probably it probably was out the blue. I'm out expecting. the blue. Um. So my manager told me to come to a meeting. It was like on a Monday, and she told me to come to a meeting. And so I'm thinking it's regular like team meeting, but it's just like a, a one person there I don't even know. So it was me and her. So I'm just like maybe it's not the meeting. So I hop <laughs> I hop back out and I hop back in, and then my manager's there. So it was like two of them. And then she gave me this soft story, like, Princess, we're going to um, make some organizational changes. We're going to let you go, but we're going to give you, like, a, sev- a severance Satisfied. package and all that other stuff. Um, but you don't have to work for the next, I think, your last your last day, but like, t- from two weeks from now or whatever. So, but when they let me go, though, in my head, I was, like, freaking out because I was thinking, like, dang, I done put my blood, sweat, and tears into this job for six years because this was, like, my dream career straight out of college. And so when they let me go, my feelings was hurt. Um, but luckily, I already had like a plan B on the side of me building my business, my credit repair already. So I already had backup money. But when I looked at my Stripe account, I had 50K in my um, in my bank account. 
off me selling digital products and starting a mentorship too as well. And that's not even including car rentals and my credit repair business that I was doing. So I was already like set. But the thing with entrepreneur is it can be up and down. So right. I was already like, dang, what if I don't make another 50K next month? Like what I'm what I'm gonna do? Like I'm gonna have to go back to a job or I'm gonna search and stuff like that. So it was like depressing and I was like scared too as well because like I said, I always had a job. So I always had somebody tell me what to do in a strict schedule. So being an entrepreneur, it's like you on your own. Nobody's completely on your own. Nobody's telling you what to do or nothing like that. And I was thinking like, dang, I got I got like a apartment and I helped my mom too as well. My little brothers pay bills. And I got my own bills. So I was like, so if this money run out, like what I'm gonna do? Cause I don't have no savings or nothing like that either. So mm. so I was really like freaking out too as well when it came to that. But at the end of the day, you gotta figure it out when it comes to entrepreneurship. And what I did was I called um one of my good friends, my big brother, um, and I asked him, I was like, yo, if I make 50K this month, like, how can I do it? How can I do it again the next again. month? And so my big brother, Grizz, he gave me, you know, a whole marketing plan, a whole strategy. And I did it again. I kept being consistent with it. And then I eventually got to 100K in a month. Mm, so, and it's been up since then. So with that being said, what's, if you mind sharing, you, you know what I'm saying, you got to give away all the sauce. But if you yeah. mind sharing, what were some of those tips he gave you to do it again the next month after that? So email campaigns, um, giving out your best free game, like I always do on social media. And then also just having a product where people can have success too as well. Like a lot of people are like money hungry. Right. So they give ebooks, they they tell you to buy an ebook, but they don't have a lot of good information there. Every ebook or every course I have are over delivered all the time. So when it comes to fixing your credit, I'm giving you all the gems that I learned to help you fix fix your credit. So I'm giving you all the credit letters that I have, all the dispute reasons that I have. The way um, I dispute aggressively with CFPB, Attorney General, BBB, I'm giving you all those strategies for you to be successful. So it's no excuse saying, oh, it didn't work. Right. You know what I mean? Because I want you to be successful. How, how much How much you was charging for your digital products? At this My time? digital products was like, uh, what, $57? Okay, that's, that's affordable too. Affordable. Mm. How many and you had? How many, how many products you had? Uh, I, got, I had like, probably like, let's see, like five products. Like five, yeah, five ebooks and a mentorship. Well, how much was your mentorship? Mentorship was uh, two thousand. And you started, you st but you started doing all this while you was at Casa Permanente. Casa Permanente, on the side. That's crazy. So what? So it was a full time job. So how you find the time to do all this other shit? On you got you got to find time for what you want. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm asking because motherfuckers be like, I got a job nine to five. How can yeah. I? You know, you know, people always yeah. ask this question. So I'm so I was lucky enough to work from home too as well. So if I wasn't doing an assignment. And I was working on my business. Right. And then also it'd be days where you'd be like, man, I'm tired because they didn't stretch you off over a project. But I got to think about my vision. I got to think about the bigger picture of where I want to go. Like, I want to be at this job forever. So I got to, like, work through the grind of me being tired and work on my business and make sure that I'm hitting my, you know, my goals are written down with those deadlines that I wrote down in my journal, too, as well. So that's how I kept, like, pushing and making sure I programmed my mind to, like, push through all the... Um, obstacles and challenges that I was going through too as well. Mm. And let's let's talk about this because I know you in um the car rental, but you got a specific niche. You were lux luxury rentals. Yeah. You know, everybody in the car rental space yeah. luxury rentals. Yeah. Break that down. How you cause you've been you've been in that for a minute now. Like, yeah. How you even get in that? So um my uncle so my uncle was already renting out cars for movie shoots and production and to celebrities and stuff like that. So he'll always call my mom and ask for our RV so, like, celebrities can, like, have a place to, like, chill and, like, relax all the time. So he was, like, break my, my mom off for, like, hella bread every month. So I'm like, dang. 
let me figure out how I can drive my dream car for free and give it to my uncle or something. So what I did was I asked like my NFL friends if I can borrow their cars and rent them out. And so I, the cars I got was, uh, if I can remember, like a Wraith. Uh, we got a Wraith, a G-Wagon, a Mercedes, a Mazi, and some other like high exotic cars. And so I just leveraged their cars, put them in a, a fleet until where I had somebody else managing them. And then they was doing all the pickups and drop-offs, and they were just cutting me my check every single month. So I was making like five to $10,000 every single month by just leveraging other people's cars. Leveraging other people's cars. Yep. Getting it through networking. That's it. You were, Resources. You were, you were, um, since I've known you, I could tell just from afar that you were a networker for real. You get yeah. out here, you, you, you politic with other people. But talk about why, how, how powerful that is. It's super powerful because it always gets me in a room. Like, when I was starting car rentals, I literally had bad credit and no money. I just thought outside the box, like, how, how can I find the people with the money to where I can, can make money? It. Yeah, so I can make money. And so that's what I did. So and people trust me because they know I'm a hustler. They know mm. that, you know, my word is bond, too, as well. They see my, my work ethic. So they know I'm not going to be playing around or doing nothing crazy uh, with their cars, nothing like that. So it's a lot mm. of trust that goes into that, a lot of conversations. And then some people just see my vision and know where I want to go, too, as well. So when we have those conversations for them to trust me and, you know, give me certain things like their cars, you know what I mean? Because that's very viable. Those two hundred, $300,000 cars, you know what I mean? And so once they see my vision and I'm having results, then it's like, all right, P, like what other business deals you got on the table? And I bring other stuff to the table. So I might, mm. I, I broker a lot of deals too as well when it comes to like real estate, when it comes to like Airbnb, whatever it is, like I always have a plan for somebody for their needs. With the resources. That's game though, cause that, and and that's super interesting also, cause a lot of times when people they feel like they don't have nothing, they feel like, especially when it comes to money, they feel like they ain't got nothing to offer, cause they ain't got yep. no money. Got no money, but you we gotta have value though. I always had value, like I always know that I'm I'm smart, but I just needed somebody. I just needed a mentor to give me the resources to like create the business that I needed consistently. You know what I mean? And you got the work ethic too. And the work ethic. So if you have a mentor and a blueprint. Like you can't you can't lose for right. that. A lot of but a lot of a lot of people being real don't got the work at the though. They don't. Even 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 if they got a little bread, they still be lazy than a motherfucker. Yeah, of course of course they do. But that's on them. So either you gonna hustle or you gonna star. You gotta pick one. No, that's right. That's right. No, but this um like I said, cause I talk to people all the time, right? And they be like, "Man, I ain't got no bread right now. I got, I ain't, I ain't got five bands. Like, what can I do? I ain't got no all opportunity right, so to do let, nothing." Let, let's let's talk about let's it. Let's talk about it. Break it down. Let's talk about it. So I'm the queen of turning liabilities and assets, and yeah. I mean that. So <laughs> I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a couple of bars. So one, you can literally start a free business by offering social media content by hiring somebody on Fiverr, right? If you hire somebody on Fiverr to help you create. Um, IG posts or logos, now you the middleman. So if the Fiverr person is charging you $50 to create a logo, you charge them $100, right? If you, if somebody on Fiverr is charging you, uh, let's say $100 to post for 30 days for somebody's social media, you charge them $500, right? So it's a different way. Even websites too as well. You get a cheap website on Fiverr for like $50 to $100. You can charge somebody $500 to $1,000 to build out a website, right? And that's no money coming out of your pocket because you're going to get the money from you're that client from first that, right. and then pay Fiverr. That's right. Another bar, too, as well, during the pandemic, you know, in L.A., everything was, like, shut down. So I wasn't even making money off car rentals like that, only, like, long-term rentals um, for people who was in town and who needed a car. So I thought outside the box 
one day my friend came to me and said, Princess, can I borrow, can I, she didn't say borrow, she was like, I'll pay you to wear your Dior bag. It was, it was like my uh, like, tote. Well, what? They paid me to use my Dior bag, my tote Dior bag. For what? For a video shoot. Right? <laughs> I was gonna, it's That's my, some LA it's, shit for real. It's my homegirl. I was going to give it to her. If she right, asked to borrow, I was going to give right, it to right. her. But she paid me for it. Right? She gave me $200. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, dang, she just gave me $200. I'm looking like, I got like five Dior bags. I got like six Louis. I got a whole, whole bunch of Gucci bags and clothes that I've worn one time. Because, you know, when you wear a print one time or okay. Dior Gucci, you can't wear it again. <laughs> right? So I'm like, okay, I'll make a business out of this. So then I start reaching out to all the stylists, rappers, YouTubers, photographers that were shooting content. And I told them like, hey, I have all these items to rent. I started sending them pictures and stuff like that. Then I started getting clientele. So then I started renting out all my luxury items and making like five to $10,000, you know, part-time doing that every single month, right? And then my biggest client was um, a friend of a friend asked if I had a Herm a exclusive Hermes bag. And so I told her, I don't have it, but I'm gonna find it. Send me a picture of it, I went to go find the bag. The lady paid me $5,000 a day to run out of her man's bag, right? So it's, it's, it's just stuff that you can do if you think outside the box. Like you literally have a six-figure business in your closet that you don't even think about, right? And then another, another bar is you can literally become a personal shopper for somebody and charge them 10% of the total too as well. That's and if, if you have an Amex Platinum card, you're going to get all those, points all those points and cash out. So it's like, it's no way <laughs> that you can be broke in society today. It's too many ways for you to make money. And so that's why I said, like, I'm, I'm literally the queen of turn liabilities into assets mm. because I'm always thinking outside the box. Like, I, I should never be broke because I just have too many options to go get it. Mm. But I would say this, though. Don't you feel like, because a lot of people, they're going to hear that and going to be like, man, well, that's her. I can't do that. Don't you feel like it's some mental program and i gotta take place for you to actually believe think like that and yeah. believe you can do that so it's all about surrounding yourself with people like-minded people right because i used to be like that too having a broken mm, mindset right right so you gotta have personal development you you gotta read books like that's that's very important rich rich dad poor dad you know what i mean you gotta work on i, I read a lot of like leadership books with john max john, john maxwell. maxwell you know what i mean uh Brad proctor you I'm know, I'm I'm always listening to ET. If you're not a book person, ET gets you motivated. Facts, right? So it's like you have to get out your environment to get where you want to go. Like me hanging out with high level entrepreneurs when I didn't have it, it just motivated me, and that their energy rubbed off on me because me seeing what they had, that's what I that's what I wanted. So mm. that's that's the biggest tip I can give somebody. So do you think this is just your opinion? So do you think being broke is just strictly a mindset? Mindset, problem? mindset. Is is I believe it's mindset, to be honest with you. I'm asking because I agree with you, and I remember a while on Twitter I said this, and I had people just people was going the motherfuckers. I always got different yeah. opinions. They going in like, what? What about the people? Everyone got crazy situations. Yeah. Other, I'm like, bro, I'm talking about specifically in America. Yeah, I feel like everybody here got the opportunity to get it, no matter what position you in. Yeah. You can always could climb up the ladder. Yeah, the most billionaires, most millionaires come from overseas. They right. come here and make and, millions and of dollars. Get to it. And get to it. So it's like, what's your, what's your excuse if immigrants can come from overseas to America and make stuff happen for them? What you think is that that um that makes people, specifically here in the states, complacent and comfortable with their position, even if it's not a good position? Man, we got like government assistance. <laughs> you know, we got the PPP loans. We got too much help. You know Ooh, what I mean? That's a bar. We got that's too a bar. much too too much help. So it's like you become complacent, and then it's a cycle. 
too as well. Generational uh, cycle of poverty. Poverty. You know what I mean? If your mom been on government assistance, you feel like you can be on government assistance too as well. So it's like it's a whole cycle, but you gotta break that poverty cycle. You gotta break that poverty, you know, mindset of you wanting to, you wanting more for yourself. Cause too much help will handicap you. Yeah, a lot of people are handicapped. Yeah, Look at, even even rich people are handicapped too as well. If your mom always, if your mom and dad always gave you money or always was there to assist you, then it makes you not become a hustler. It makes you depend on your mom and dad giving you money all the time. You know what I mean? So that's another, you know, thing. You, that's another problem too. With people are handicapped with giving, giving. too as well. No, I agree. That's why I always say, um, I it's crazy. I used to think like this, but now because we know generational wealth is a huge topic within the community, and I'm all for it. But now yeah. I'd be like. I don't know if I'm going to give my kid any fucking thing. They're yeah. going to have to earn it. Because you, you spoil it. You, let's keep it real. Especially a guy. I feel like a guy got to earn it. A guy got to go through some struggle. Yeah. You just can't get. He going to be laid back a place like I know my pops got me. I ain't got to do shit. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, you got to have to. You ain't got to get out the mud. But you got to get out here and do something. But it's all about the, like. I feel like it's all about the setup. So yeah, now. Facts. Now. Because you into like. I know you into like the. Uh, like the real estate. And mm -hmm. probably like the. Um, Investment index fund, index and uh, Roths IR. Oh, I don't need fuck with them. I'm I'm straight. You know, real estate, whatever your lane yeah, is, but yeah, you into yeah. that. So it's like you already building your portfolio to give that type of investment to your kid. So that's like a setup. So it's all about you know training your kid to run it after you after you pass away and stuff like that. So that's mm. that's where I think sometimes we lack is showing them how to run a business too as well. Mm. What's the biggest um. I ask you this: What's your big since you've been in business? What's the big? What's your big? What's your biggest regret? Ooh, biggest regret. I ain't gonna say regret. Biggest lesson. Um, I'm gonna say my biggest lesson is not having an accountant before the money came. Damn, that's a bar, G. I'm gonna say that because when the money came, it just happened so fast. I, ain't I never touched that much money in my life. I know. It just happened so fast. So I, I wish. That I had an accountant um, already on my team to help me when I was going crazy with my spending, with the expenses, and making sure everything was organized too as well. And then also having somebody on my team to teach me about, you know, life insurance, infinite banking, mm. trust too as well, uh, tax reductions, you know what I mean? Stuff like that that I wish people had taught me before the money even came too as well. So that's another thing that I'm learning um, for like teaching my mentees, like when you when before the money come, you used to have X, Y, and Z already set up. You know what I mean? So they won't make the same mistakes that I did. So yeah. I think that was like one of my biggest lessons. And then also um, having a therapist too as well, because like doing entrepreneurship, like you say, it goes up and down. It's a roller coaster ride. Like I remember when my Stripe account got shut down for like three months, and Stripe was holding my money. Like, I was depressed because like, I, I, I wasn't making break. no money no more. Right. I was depending on digital products to, to bring in the money. So, if I had a therapist to help me, you know, through that depression I was going through, I think my business probably wouldn't have took a, a, a stop as much because I had to get out of that. So, I had to depend on my friends to help me through those obstacles and, like, those challenges that mm. I was going through when that stuff happened to me in business. Mm, that's That um CPA game you just said, that's heavy. Because, like you said, the money, when you... Crazy part, when you start getting money, you could go from no money to having a decent amount overnight. Yeah. And the next thing you know, you ain't taking into account of taxes. You in Cali. That's shit. That's why I left. Some motherfucking taxes too crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that shit crazy. You got to get up out of there. But, it, like, you got to set everything up in place before you mm -hmm. get that bag for real. Because you could, you going to blow it. End of the year, taxes come. You like, damn, what the hell just happened? Yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> I was El Chapo. 
Man, I, yo, I know, especially when you're young, because ain't no, just keeping it real, ain't no blueprint, especially when you you ain't even 30, ain't no blueprint for you getting it this, because I ain't going to say it's easy, but it's yeah. a different, you know what I'm saying, yeah. when the internet is different, yeah, you know what I'm saying, you ain't got to do no physical labor or nothing, so it's just coming, boom, 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 so fast, next thing you know, you got a couple hundred racks, and you just out here, El Chapo. Yeah, El Chapo, so... I think the biggest lesson is when you get that money, you, you start investing in like investment portfolios, like the real estate, yep, um, stocks. stocks, like whatever, trucking, whatever can bring right. passive income. Like you gotta, you gotta depend on that. So, um, I, my, you know, Lamont, Lamont told me the other day, he was mm -hmm. like, you need to start building up your investment portfolio where each business can make $10,000 passively Absolutely. to where you have a hundred K coming in, you know, if your digital products go down or it's up, but you know you got ten thousand dollars coming in passively every single month from the, from these investment portfolios, so you don't have to worry about your business. You got to worry about working. Yes, exactly. So that's that's my biggest focus that I'm working on right now is building up that you know that investment portfolio so I can be set for life. In your in your opinion, what's the hardest thing about being a businesswoman? Ooh, let's talk about it. Um, having men um, try you. Having men try you. Having men try you, not take you serious. Think think they can play you. You know what I mean? When it comes to business. So I'm going to give you an example. Like, it's been so many deals where people think, like, I don't know if it's a man thing, but they think they can get over you. Because you're a girl. Cause, yeah. Like, don't, don't, don't. Like, I'm from L.A., so, like, don't play me. Like, <laughs> don't, don't, I don't play them type of games. So now, my new strategy is every meeting I go to, my business, one of my male business partners is coming with me. Even if, even if they're on a deal or not, my male business partner is coming with me or my lawyer is on the phone. On each meeting that I go to now, because a lot of people have tried to get over me, um, and I've and a, and a lot of times too, I done a lot of handshake deals with, with my closest friends. No, but I didn't know. I didn't know no better. You know, facts. You know what I mean? I didn't know no better. I'm thinking you can trust somebody. So doing handshake deals is out now. Now I have a lawyer for every deal that I, that I go into with contracts and stuff like that, facts. making sure everything's set up. So. I think that's the biggest thing is like dudes like trying me, trying to get over on me. Um, is what I. It's a lot of lessons learned in, in, oh. on that road. To be honest with you, because they think you. Because women, I don't know, I don't know. I think when women, women in business, a lot of men don't take us serious when we when we get in the room, mm. too as well. So that's why when I get in the room, like I'm I'm all serious. Like I don't play straight. I don't play no games. Like don't even try to flirt with me. We not we not doing that. Like don't even try it. No, so. No, I, I agree with you. And one, I know one thing I definitely know, you got to, before you, the, any money comes to play, you got to get the paperwork right. Because when the money starts yeah. coming in, nobody want to have that conversation no more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then it's kind of awkward. Awkward. Super awkward. Super awkward. So you yeah. got to, before any money get involved, you got that paperwork set up, you got to be like, this is what we're doing. This is how we're splitting it. So then when the money comes, ain't no issues. We already, we already discussed this. But yeah. you, ain't had a discuss, you ain't had a hard discussion in the beginning. Yeah. It's going to be way harder in the middle of this shit. You know what like. Somebody gonna be like, no, I, uh, -uh it's me right here. What you talking about? Next thing you know, y'all, y'all in court or something. We in court, and it could all be avoided. That, that whole, that whole process could have been avoided. If, but when you younger, like you said, you don't really know. You would go off a handshake and be like, this the homie. It's, you know what I'm saying? This my bro. This my sis. This whatever. I mean, like this, you know what I'm saying? We, we, I didn't, I didn't, I done lost the uh, big bag doing a handshake with somebody. For real? Yeah, one of my closest friends, like like him, a big brother, and. It just didn't go right, but that's that's my fault though by trusting somebody, trusting somebody. You know what I mean? Thinking he was gonna do right and he didn't. So, so I'm happy that happened because that put me on alert to you know get a lawyer and take it more serious. If that didn't happen, then I probably would have been messed up in messed more up. deals right, trying right. to learn. So that's facts. 
And I want to I wanna ask you this, though. In your opinion, how important is optics? Because I'm someone that believes optics is everything, image is everything. I see you got the rolly, the bus, the chain, <laughs> the, the chain that's busting, you know what I'm saying? So, in your opinion, how important is the image for all as being an entrepreneur? So, with me, it's very important because I'm on social media a lot. Like, I'm doing a lot of marketing. I'm doing a lot of content. So, you know... When you flashy, it gets the attention of everybody. <laughs> if I don't have no jewelry on, if my hair is messed up, I don't get no attention. Take you serious. You have all the game serious. in the world. All the game in the world don't take me serious. But when yeah. I have the jewelry on, uh, when I'm in Dior and all this crazy stuff, they just start buying, ask me questions. Even though I'm hopping out the Lambo, what you do? If I hop out my Challenger, nobody will ask me no questions. <laughs> no questions at all. That's fake. So I feel like it's a it's a it's a leverage. When I when I when I have like jewelry or my Rolex on, if I'm dressing nice, because people want to know what you do, so it's a conversation, it's a networking tool as well. So it's a, it's a business transaction. Mm. So that's the only reason why I, I wear the type of stuff because I know it's, the content gonna turn into coins. I agree, but do you think, with that being said, do you think it's a um? Well, I'll just ask you this: What's your uh mindset on the fake it till you make it mentality? For the say, let's say somebody yeah. that got no bread. Yeah, but, let's talk about it because that, yeah. that used to be me. I'm be talking. I'm not gonna say fake it till you make it, but it's all about manifesting and experiencing. Mm. So I'm gonna give you an example. Before I got a Rolex, I was borrowing my friend's Rolex and wearing it. I was going to the Rolex store. Access. Yeah, and then before I could own my own Lamborghini, I was renting Lamborghinis and I ate some Maserati because I had to experience had those experience. things to have it. I was when I was driving my homeboy Bentley. I was, he had me. Um, he had let me borrow for a month. I was saying that was my Bentley. Because the tongue is very strong. If you keep telling yourself that lie over and over again, it's going to eventually you're come gonna, true. You're going to believe it. It's going it's, it's like it. to happen as long as you put the work in to as well. That's the main so, part. That's my fake it till you make it. I yeah. was literally faking it till I make it, and I was putting in the work for it to become a reality too as well. I remember when my friends would put me on PJs and yachts, right? That's an experience. Because that opens your mind like, dang, I want to live like this. You know, I, I want that's the facts. access to this. So that makes you go work harder. And it's possible. It's possible, See, you know what I mean. You gotta feel it. You gotta you even when you um you when you become a homeowner, you should start yeah. looking at homes by yourself, exactly. and so you can see how it feels to be a homeowner. You know what I mean. You see the process is possible. See the process. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. You gotta you have to put yourself in a position. So you, you said feel it. You gotta feel it. But if you don't. It's yeah. When you feel it, it's a different. You should really realize it's attainable. You'd be like, this shit ain't as out of reach as I thought it was. It's not. It's not out of reach. When you yeah. start experiencing before you get it, you know you can manifestations, affirmations. Like that's what I believe in. That's that's why I'm really so successful because it's manifestation and affirmations. Mm, and the work ethic on top of work it. ethic too as well. Work without faith is dead. Facts. Cause I feel like some people they get caught up, get caught up in so much in manifesting that they don't actually do shit. They just send up nope. the crib. Like, yeah. Like I'm I'm meditating. I'm I'm trying to manifest. It's like get your ass up. You you still gotta work. You still gotta work. Yeah, like you, you like you said, faith without works is dead. If you ain't working, you ain't manifesting. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. It's not. It's not gonna happen. It's it's impossible for real. Just yeah. Keep it, just just keeping it all the way hundred. But I wanna uh I wanna touch on this too because you got a lot of you got a lot of things going on and I know it's difficult, especially at, at this age. It's difficult to balance mm -hmm. so many different things. So just give some games, some keys on how you with everything you got going on. How you balancing all of that. I have a great team. I have a great team. I have great, great business partners. I have three great business partners around me um, that give me balance, uh, that hold me accountable to as well. Um, so let's say, for example, like I have, I go to all these like mentorships and networking events and stuff like that. 
my job as a friend is to learn the information and bring it back to all my friends so we can figure out who going to do what. So if my friend want to do Airbnb and I can't do it, all right, cool. This is the play on how to do an Airbnb. You should do a theme Airbnb. You should, you know, design it this way. We're going to put it up um, on Airbnb, booking.com and Verbo and all the websites, right? But you got to manage it and I'm going to take the, you know, percentage on the back end. So that's one way I help my friends make money. Like I can't do everything, but I'm going to have a team manage every business that I want to get involved in and take money off the back. Even the trucking business, like me and my um, my best friend, Dre, you talked to Dre when we was on the yeah, phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we got trucking business together. You know, he on the forefront of that. I'm just on the back end. You know, on the back end. You know what I mean? He he in the meetings, I let the man lead, you know, mm -hmm. in the business meetings and stuff like that. Um, opened up a lounge with my um, NFL business partner. Like, he on the uh, forefront of that. Like, I'm just the resource to make sure everything, you know, goes good and stuff like that. I mean, well, car rentals too as well. I'm just... I'm just the resource on the identifying the role and playing the yeah, role. You gotta you gotta play the role. You gotta know your role. You can't you can't always be a leader of everything. Okay. I'm always sometimes I gotta be a co-captain, and I'm cool and with being cool, a co-captain co cool. as long as long as the ship continues that's to sail. <laughs> that's, that, that's how I feel. So that's how I, I manage you know everything that I do. I have a great team around me. Um, I know my role. They know their roles, and we just balance it like that. How you identify a team though? I feel like as an entrepreneur, that's a struggle for uh, many people to know to figure out this the right person to work with or this the wrong person to work with trust like trust and having those conversations of what's, what's our vision uh where do you want to go and you know is this the process that we want to go on you know together to as well and then you also um it's all about like i say like what's the word it's like if you 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 gonna work hard match my energy in in this business or not because a lot of people don't have the same work ethic as you too as well mm -hmm. So all my business part, we all had the same work ethic because we all know what our end goals are. So that's how it, it usually works. And I'm a person, like I'm a chameleon here, so I can adapt to different people's um, personalities too as well. So that's another that's thing it. that I have, you know, upside on. Like I'm a chameleon here, like I know how to adapt to different people's personalities. So that's how I'm, I'm like the best business partner that everybody said they ever had. Girl. Because I'm, I'm going to get stuff done. And, I, and if you have a disagreement... We gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna know how to talk to you to where to we it. agree and can promise to as well. Where most people they just like you know forget it. I don't want to do it no more. Mm, I think that's that's one of the major um, keys of when you are having women on your team though. I feel yeah. like that's a major thing that women know how to do greater than guys for real. Especially because guys got you know we got these egos with yes. motherfucker always want to be in charge for real. Yeah, everybody want to be the chief. Don't nobody want to play the Indian or whatever. So women, when you got women on your team. I think it's, it flows much better. Yeah. So I, could, I definitely see what you're saying. Yeah. So they already know I'm going to get the job done. Either if I'm there or not, I'm going to figure it out. You're going to make it work. Make but it talk work. about, you said you were committed though. So how like how did you develop those skills, though? Or is that something that was just innate? You always had it. Man, I think it's always in me. Like, my mom always sits down with me, and she's giving me life, left and talks all the time about how to handle different people. You know what I mean? Like... She just shows me how to handle different people's personalities when they mad, when they good, and just tells me like this person gonna act this way. Like you can't you can't feel no type of way because that's how they always that's how they that's how they grew up. So you gotta accept that person for who they are. And that's it. Mm -hmm. So that's how I know how to adapt to different per different people's like Cause personality. Because everybody, everybody ain't got this skill. And some people they might want to develop it. They're like, man, how the hell I do that? How I blend in a certain crowds with this kind of person. 
You know what I'm saying? So that's what that's why I asked you that. Yeah, my mom. I ain't gonna lie, it was no book or nothing like that. My mom <laughs> just gave, always gave me she gave, the game. gave me the game on how to treat people and how um how people are gonna treat you and not mm. get mad at it. Mm. I want to talk about this because I feel like um young entrepreneurs we always talking about the come up when we building. You know what I'm saying? Trying to get financial independence and all that shit. The 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 challenges to get to that point. But I want to talk about the challenges when you actually reach financial independence. Like mm-hmm. what is the most difficult issues when it comes to dealing with that. Because I don't feel like people don't really talk about when you're young and now you're in a place financially where you're good. It's a different set of issues now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a different, it's a whole different set of problems you're going to have. So, I'm going to say family. Family and friends. <laughs> what people you mean? Feel, people feel like they're obligated Entitled. to your success, to your money. Um, people feel like you should give them opportunities. They People feel like you should give them money without working for it. Like, I have friends ask me for, like, borrow money. I have family members that ask me to borrow money. It's like, for what? Asking me for, like, free stuff all the time. But it's like, when I first started entrepreneurship, and I was trying to give it, give you stuff for free, helping you fix your credit for free, you wasn't coming Nobody listening. You know what I mean? You didn't trust me. You know what I mean? Now, you know, I got all this success, and I'm I'm impacting the community. Now you need your credit fixed. Now you're trying to get business. But now you want to try to start a business. But now you got to pay for my time because I'm just, I'm just overly booked. I'm booked and busy. You know what I mean? And That's hard for people to accept. It's very hard for people to accept. So then they think you changed. And that but you did, though. I did. For the good, though. For, the right. for me. You know what I mean? What, what, what could you say? Y'all put yourself first. You know? <laughs> no, I'm putting myself first. You know what I mean? Because the thing is this. Like, I can't I can't stay the same on, on my come up. I'm not the same person. Like, I'm, I'm growing. I'm learning new things. I'm learning how to navigate life. You know? So you just I just have to have boundaries, too, as well. So mm. that's another. That's why people should go to therapy to learn those. They learn boundaries because some people don't know how to keep boundaries and know that it's okay to as well to have boundaries with certain people. So that's another thing I learned is like you can't you can't help everybody. Nope. You can't. You don't go broke. Look at all the you know NFL, NBA players that have helped their families and gone broke helping. Like you gotta learn from their lessons too as well. Like I can't help everybody. Like only people that I can help is people who want to help me. And build with me too as well. You need a job. You need a job. You need some money. Okay, let's start a business. I need the keys that help you get where you want to go. All right. That's all I can do. I think me personally, I think it's more power in saying no than saying yes. Yeah. Like no, it's gonna be more difficult, obviously, but it's so it's so much peace in saying no. Yeah. I think when yeah. people come, cause people when people see you, they see you getting to it. Everybody gonna come to you. Exactly. Everybody. Exactly. And you gotta be able to. I feel like it's hard in the beginning because it's a lot of you dealing with different changes. You just got some money you ain't have. So it's the, but I got it. I could tell you, I got you. I could take care of that. You want to be the one to be like, I got y'all. Yeah. But it's only so long you can do that. Yeah. Then you're going to end up going broke. You're going to be right up, back, back where you were. In the same position. They ain't going to be coming to you no more. No you ain't going to see their ass no more. Yeah. So that's why I always tell people, like, no. If you ask me for money, it's a it's a no. I can help you get some money, though. Even my mom. I know you seen the, the video of my mom on the PJ. Yeah, I seen She got that. comfortable. She, she's talking about, uh, can you book me another? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, now you're getting out of, you get out of control. <laughs> no, I can't do that. Hey, when you expose, when you expose somebody to something, that's, it come, yeah. it become a standard. It, come, a, it come with it. I, I honest, I wasn't mad at her. I just thought, right, 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 right. No, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. you know, be I, cool. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Let's 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 talk about this though. So for the person, somebody that's listening to this, man or woman, and they like. 
21, 22, or even if they're older, but they in a position that you probably was in five, six years ago or whatever, mm. or they finna, they just got to let go of their job. What's your best piece of actionable advice for them right now where they could um, level up their situation? Because they might not, you know, in those situations, you'd be like, I don't see no way out. Yeah. So um, definitely financial literacy. So if you don't have the money right now, get on YouTube. It's so it's so many Too good gems on, on YouTube right now. Uh, YouTube channels are giving out the free game. And then once you get the money, like invest into a mentor, a mentor tool as well to help you, you know, get that success. And the number one thing is fixing your credit. Like credit is so powerful, even when you broke. I remember when I was working my nine to five, living paycheck to paycheck, like I was lucky enough to have all these credit cards that I wasn't using, but I had a, a credit card to invest in my mentor for $5,000. That $5,000 turned into a six figure business. You know what I mean? Just off having the power of credit. So now I have over 100K plus, you know, in funding. It didn't cost me nothing. It cost me, it was free for me to fix my own credit. You know what I mean? A lot of people pay people to fix their credit, but I literally learned how to fix my credit. I went from a 590 to a 700 credit score. Got funding within, you know, first 30 days. And I started flipping that money and I started, you know, creating six figure business in real estate. Uh, Airbnb, car rentals and stuff like that. So it's, it's no excuse. Once you fix your credit, like, you can do so so much stuff. Even during a pandemic right now, everybody should be racking up on funding because you might lose your job. But if you have a hundred K plus in funding, then you have enough money for six months to figure out you're gonna pay your bills for six months and then you can also start a business too as well. Mm, that's you know, you you um I was gonna say you losing that gig was Pretty much a blessing in the sky. Yeah, ble- it was a blessing in the sky because that gave me more focus on my business. And it made you go all the way in. Made me go all in. I had to I had to depend on my faith that this was going to work out. It wasn't it wasn't no going back to another file. I told my mom that too. I was, I was well. about to ask you, would you she, ever go back? No. She she texted me and said, Princess, you going to apply for another job? I told her, hell no, I'm applying for another job because like, I get so much time freedom. I don't got to ask a boss for time off. Like, all my it's friends is, feeling, is flying, vacationing. And I remember asking my friends for, like, time off. I mean, asking my, my manager yeah, yeah, for time yeah. off. And I'm like, damn, like, I'm a, I feel like a sucker. Like, I got somebody else controlling controlling my life. You know what I mean? Because they paying me. They paying so, But once you change your mindset and know what you want, like, you and you figure out your lane on how you can replace your job income, like, it's, it's up from there. So I'm just highly blessed. Um, you know, that happens to me. And, and and you just gave another gem. That's really the first step for real, figuring out. Instead of, because people want to, they be like, I'm trying to become a millionaire. But that first step when you got a job is really, how can I just replace this income? If it's 3500 yeah. a month, let me see how I can replace 3500 a month. I can worry about hitting that million after I fix, do this first. Yeah. To free up my time to hit that million. Exactly. Everybody goes like to make a million dollars. Like, right. that was never my goal. It's like, I want time freedom. How can I pay my bills and help my family? Because a million dollars is going to come when you least expect you it. Yeah. You know what I mean? The six figures came when I least expected it. So I know becoming a multimillionaire is going to happen when you least expect it, when you put in that work, when you have the plan to make it happen. Mm. But that shouldn't be your goal at all. It should be, you know, taking care of your family, paying your expenses, and then figuring out from there. Because it might be a, a too big a goal. You might stress yourself out stress trying, yourself to hit, trying to hit a million dollars. Or you might get a million and realize that wasn't enough. Not enough. Exactly. Now you now you looking silly. Now you like, man, I thought a million was gonna be enough for me to take care of myself and my family. Realizing inflation, taxes, taxes, it ain't that. enough as you thought. So yeah. you, you're right. You should just aim for time freedom. Time to freedom. Do whatever you want, and then that's gonna be that's clearly gonna be a good enough enough number for you to move how you want to move. Yeah. That's game. Hey, <laughs> all bars no fluff. <laughs> you dig? Bar. You said all bars no fluff. So I want to go back into um. 
turning, uh, you said you turn liabilities to to assets. Yep. And I feel like this a dope conversation because at the end of the day, most of the country got hell of liabilities, mm-hmm. but no assets. So they, I want to, I want to create a scenario in my head that I know is like the <laughs> average scenario for somebody that most people got where they got a lot of debt. But let's say, all right, let's say uh, school debt. So let's say somebody got like. 50k in school debt. Yeah, they praying and praying on Joe Biden to <laughs> fix that issue or whatever. What if that was you in that situation? You working a job that's probably not making much money. Mm-hmm. Got 50k in school debt. What's your what's Princess moves to get up out of that situation? So it's a couple of plays that I would do. Um, get funding so where I can invest in an Airbnb, right? And I would do a theme Airbnb. So I'll what's pick that? It. So I would, um, so for example, we got two Airbnb, two theme Airbnbs in Houston. So we got one that got clouds on the ceiling and we got one that got stars on the feeling like a Rolls Royce, right? So it's a theme, it's a themed out Airbnb. So where right. now, you know, instead of just renting it out um, for the day or for a month, now you can do video shoots in there, content shoots in there. So now we're charging more daily. So that theme Airbnb can probably make you 10 to 15K based on how much you charge to as well. Based on the number. So instead of doing $100, you know, a day um, to rent it out long term or for daily, now you can charge somebody who's shooting a music video, you know, $300 an hour. Stuff like that. To where now it's adding up to fifteen to $10,000 $10 to $15,000 just off, you know, an Airbnb. I don't think I've been in no theme Airbnb yet. Well, you never been in a theme Airbnb? Oh, maybe I have. I probably just didn't realize it was a theme Airbnb. I don't yeah. Know. That's uh, a lot of theme Airbnbs. For real? Yeah. I'm surprised you never, you never been in one. I must be. I don't know. Shit. I, I probably have. I just ain't think like. Man, I'm out of play with you. Another play you could do too as well is uh, exotic car rentals. You know what I mean? If you're really trying to make it happen for you, all you got to do is you can't afford, the, you know, an exotic car. All you can do is you can find somebody who has good credit and go get you like an I-8. That's 100 k And mm-hmm. then rent that out for like uh, $300 or $500 a day too as well. And that adds up. So maybe like five to ten thousand, and even like Lamborghini, like my Urus. Like before, I was able to, you know, buy my own Urus. Like I want to go find somebody else who had the Urus or the credit to get the Urus. And now you can literally make, you know, eighteen thousand to twenty thousand dollars a month off of Urus too, as uh, well. People with the the Urus, they going crazy running them. Yeah, and the G wagon too. As G wagons well. too. Yeah. So if you find somebody who want to rent it out monthly, you gonna at least make eighteen to twenty thousand dollars a month just off the G wagon and the Lamborghini Urus. No, this game. And so talk about this though. So what's the what's the long term goal? What's the vision? Princess five, ten years from now, where you gonna be at? Man, five, ten years from now. <laughs> Ooh, that's that's a long time. That's a long time, but that shit gonna go back quick too. Yo, but I ain't gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I call myself the mogul, so it's all about like impacting community. Like I literally wanna create have at least like a hundred plus millionaires like in five years. You know, I want to be able to help change people's lives. Like, my mentor, like, changed, changed my life completely. So, if I can help create, you know, 100 millionaires, help them um, change their life, and then also increase my investment portfolio to where I, I, I'm set for life, and I'm helping my family, and I have all that passive income, and I got no worries, that's where I see myself just chilling on the beaches, not worrying about nothing and like, at, all, at all. Chilling. Just chilling. I like that you said helping get the the first your first response was creating other millionaires. Yeah, because I feel like man, it's, you gotta think about it. Like other millionaires and billionaires help other millionaires billionaires come nice. up. Like look at Oprah helped Tyler Perry become multi millionaire. Yeah. I don't know if you're a billionaire yet. You're a billionaire now. Oh, billionaire. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. 
So it's like once you help somebody, like you gonna help change their life, and now they're able to change other people's lives. And it make you more powerful now because you help people put people in position. So they always gonna be like, you, you need anything? They gonna be like, I got you. You yeah. put me on. Yeah. So that's that's where I, I see myself just being a mogul and just impacting community, creating different job opportunities, career opportunities, business opportunities that you know women aren't doing. You know what I mean? Like I'm always hanging out with the men. You know, for a reason, because I want to stand out. You know what I mean? I want to, I want to show them that I'm, I'm able to hustle just like you. So I need to be in these top rooms, getting business deals done too, as well. Because there's not a lot of women in these big, you know, rooms with these multi-millionaire, billionaire men. That's a fact. That's a fact. And outside of, outside of business, do you got any um like hobbies and shit you do? And I'm asking this question for yeah. a reason. Hobbies, uh, traveling, traveling. I'm okay. saying what I do. That's a lot of hobbies. Let me think about it. Traveling, <laughs> like dirt bike riding. Okay. And, I'm, and I'm always going to, like, you know, the football games and stuff, too. Are you a football fan? Yeah, of course. You know, all my friends play in the NFL. You know what I mean? Gotta, oh, you, got, you ain't got game. no choice. You ain't got no choice. All the games. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I, I ask you this because I feel like sometimes, especially for entrepreneurs starting off, we get so caught up in work, 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 Ooh. work, 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 work. Or, yes. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. will fucking go crazy. You drive yourself yeah. to a point where you like, man, do I really want to do this shit no more? I've been working so hard. So I feel like everybody need an outlet that they could, like, yeah, so um, I have every week I read a book. I take an hour to read a book. Um, I also, if I when I'm, when I'm in LA, I go to the beach. Like I take a drive by myself too as well, like just to get my thoughts out too as well. And then I'm always taking myself out to eat by myself too sometimes, so I can mm-hmm. just be solo um, too. Sometimes, like sometimes you gotta take your you gotta take yourself on dates yeah. and appreciate yourself too as well. You don't always have to have somebody with you to you know appreciate you. You can start taking yourself like out on dates, and then sometimes. You know, I might take a trip by myself just to get away, you know, do a staycation at a hotel, a nice hotel, just to, like, relax or go to a spa too as well. All that. Mental sharpness, that, that, uh, I feel like that builds mental sharpness. And I, that's crazy because I was going to ask you, because I know you mentioned you like to read and stuff like that, but I was going to ask you what other things you do to stay mentally sharp. Because these days, just keeping it real, it's just so many distractions out here. Well, you got yeah. social media, you got personal shit, you might have family, friends, you got a bunch of shit going on, including your business. Yeah. So sometimes... You could get mentally drained, you know what I'm saying, through that yeah. all that process. So it's harder. I feel like it's harder now than ever to stay mentally sharp. For Man, real. to be honest with you, when it comes to entrepreneurship, um, every entrepreneur should have a virtual assistant. You I should agree. be virtual assistant and systems in place for somebody to run your business. If you get sick, somebody should be running your business, and you can get a virtual assistant, you know, for cheap on Upwork and um, online job PH for three hundred to five hundred dollars. Train them up, teach them how to run your business. So now all the stress. Is not on you because you already got the um, systems and strategies set up already uh, for them to help you to mm. run your business. That's good because I was re- I read something recently. It said it's not a business if it can't make money without you. Man, it can't because I I, I know a lot of people who get sick, sick, and they can't run their business and now they broke because no money coming in because the business depends on you. So now it's basically a job. It is a job. Yeah, I don't want my business to be no job. You, for, you go from one job to another job. And yeah, you're being real. The job that you go to and you're working for yourself is going to be a lot more harder. Exactly. A lot more hours. Yes. You can do a nine to five hour. You go home after five, chill, kick up. Like, you ain't got to worry about it again until the next day. When you got a business, it ain't never no time. It's 20, 24 hours a day. Something going to be on your mind. Like, damn, I got to do this. I forgot to do that. I'm supposed to hit this person up. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But you know what I'm saying? It's always something. And then yeah. just keeping it real, most people ain't built for it. It's not. I think. And then another thing, you got to purge your social media too as well. What you mean? So having more educational uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> information on your Instagram, Thanks. not having no 
Instagram models and right. all that toxic stuff on there too as well. So I unfollowed a lot of people um, that was that had toxic stuff on their social media. Like now my my Instagram was like more motivational, like learning business gems and stuff like that, just to help me sharpen my um, my skill sets too as well. Have you ever had to um, cut family or friends off? For of like, course. If you feel like they wasn't going into the trajectory yeah. that you was. Yeah, Fa- close how you, family. But how, but I'm asking because how do you? Because I feel like a lot of people. They struggle, mm-hmm. That's another thing they struggle with. It's like, man, this is my homie. We grew up together. I can't. How do I even do that? So yeah. how did you do it? Uh, it was silent. I ain't going to lie to you. Because <laughs> when I stop you answering stop the calls <laughs> and they see how I'm moving, they, they get the picture. They get the picture. They get the picture. So it wasn't like no hard conversation. Like if you, if I'm not inviting you nowhere, then that just means that you got to work harder to get in a circle. You got to bring value, you know, to me. And people respect that too as well. I have a lot of friends. Um, that are now hitting me up like princess, you know, I'm, I'm ready to like invest now. I got the money or I got the, you know, the fun to like, you know, invest with you now because some people are intimidated by your success too as well. If they feel like they're not bringing value to you, they probably won't even hit you up no more because they have nothing to bring to the team. And that's how some people, you know, family and friends uh, probably feel about me because they see where I'm going. So it's like, don't slow me down, you know, help build me up. You know what I mean? When you come to the circle. You got to bring something to the pot to hang around me. Like, I can't have no dead weight. I need the same energy that I'm bringing. Like, I need the same vibration. I'll be on my Diddy stuff. If you if you not help leveling up the company or the business or the circle, it's no point on. to hang out. Like, what are we hanging out for? I don't want to hear your drama. I don't want to hear your problems. I got my own problems. So, I don't want to hear none of that. Right. So, yeah, that's how the conversation goes. And, and just keeping it real, motherfuckers don't care. I was... I was um... Talking, talking about this recently, I'm like at the end of the day, nobody care about your problems unless the people that the people that really love you. Yeah, it's really in your corner. Other than that, everybody got their own problems. They got their own family shit going on. They got their own work life business. So we be worrying about what the hell you got going on. Exactly. So I, like I don't even feel like like I said, unless it's somebody that truly truly love you, you know you know when the motherfucker really love you. Other yeah. than that, you should keep your shit to yourself and keep it moving. Exactly. Go see a therapist. Go go see it. Go see a therapist. But nah. But I love my my, my family. My friends. They know I, I love them. But you know, if you're not bringing them to the table, then it's nothing nothing for us to talk about. Like our energy just got to match when it comes to like where I'm at in life right now. Mm. And but how long did it take you to get to that point where you was thinking like that? Because you probably just you probably had dead weight around you at some yeah, point. So, you want to cut um, off. shoot. Before I hit my hundred k. Um, before I got fired from my job uh, last year, it was like December, December, January, December, January, February. I had to purge my social media. Um, I had to um, let people go that was toxic in my life. So it was like, even when it came to dating, like I had to like cut a lot of people off because it's like they're not bringing no value, not helping you know build me up to where I want to go. So you got to think about all those things in your life. Like, is this person helping you, or are they being a dead weight? Yeah, you know what I mean? Are they motivating you or are they being toxic? You know what I mean? I had to think about social media, like all this bad stuff I'm watching. Like I got to cut all that out. Right. So when I cut all that out and then I start implementing personal development, you know, prayer, meditation, and then writing down my goals with deadlines, everything start clicking. Everything start clicking. That's when all the blessings came. Me getting fired my job blessing, you know, me having a successful uh, digital product launch success. Uh, blessing me having all those people sign up for my mentorship my first month blessing but for me to get there i had to cut, cut a, a, lot of shit a lot of stuff off mm. you know what i mean for me to get there because you know i feel like god won't bless you 
until you cut off all that all that negative stuff too as well. You can't have mm-hmm. negative energy around you to where you want to go. That's facts. And you you, you brought it up with uh, this is my final question for you too. When do you as a woman, businesswoman, when do you know it's time to cut off specifically in dating, dealing with a guy? When do you know it's time to cut a, a dude off? <laughs> When they not motivating you, when they not, when they not, you know, giving you your love language, you know mm. what I mean? Like being an entrepreneur is so hard, especially being a woman entrepreneur that has money that can do what she wants. Um, you have to find that person that's not going to be envy. That's not going to be jealous of you too as well. Cause I, I meet a lot of men who envy be, be, and be jealous, jealous because of, of what I have, that's but right. I had this before you and you knew who you were dating before you got in a relationship. So you can't be envious. It's all about if I can help you to get where you want to go, then we, we should be a team. Like, you shouldn't be envy of me because what's mine is yours if we're going to be a couple. You're going to rock out. You know, if we're going to rock out. So, but a lot of men, you know, they have ego of their woman making more money than them or having more, you know, than them. And it shouldn't it shouldn't be like that. So, hey, I know the dating life is hard for women that have, that's like, entrepreneurs. I'm not going to lie. The more, I th- in my opinion, the more the more you make as a woman, the harder it get. Because women typically want to date somebody that makes at least what they make. Yeah, it so is. So if you're making 100, 200, 250, your dating options are already then dropped a lot. Because you don't know, date nobody that make less than that. Yeah, so, and, you know, with me, like, I'm not picky. I ain't gonna lie. You date somebody that make less than you? So, okay, this is my limit. <laughs> <laughs> they can't make less than 100K. That's my limit right there. 100K is my limit. And what what they make? 85. 85 is cool, too, as well. <laughs> so 85, 85 is cool, okay. too, as well. But nothing less than that. Um, on, and another thing is too, my, the dude I'm dating, if he's working, you know, nine to five, he has to have an entrepreneurship mindset or an investment mindset to where, you know, he, I don't want him to work this job for the rest of his life. If it's not like mm. a doctor or a lawyer, you know, s- s- something right. essential, right. you know what I mean? If it's like a regular job, like you can't be with me and work that regular job like forever because Man. like, why not if, if I want to go to Greece in two weeks and you can't go, you got to ask your boss for PTO. That's a problem. That's a problem to me. So that means another man dictates your money and your time. Damn. To where I can, you know, to where I can just leave when I want to. You know what I mean? And take my work with me. So that's why I say our, our lifestyles have to match. So I don't mind dating a person that works a nine to five, but eventually I want you to learn how to run your own business to where you can replace. At least he can do it on his own. Yeah. So you can replace that job, that job income with your business. Mm-hmm. That's the only way I'm. That's the only way I'm dating a dude that works a nine to five. What if he like? What if they like? Man, I love my nine to five. I don't want to leave. I make. What if they? What if they making? Let's let's say they make two fifty at the nine to five. They like. I don't well, leave, they better bro. have time to go on vacation when I want them to, or do the things that I need them to. Yeah. Honestly, they got that nine to five. Got to make them flexible to give to make me happy. So it's about the ain't even. It really ain't about the, as money as much as it's about the time. It's the time. Okay. You know what I mean? A, a job gives you less time for your family sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's all about the time for you. To, if you bring your, your work with you, then cool. But if you can't bring it with you and it's not going to work and your, your focus is on your job all the time and not on me, it's not going to work. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's all about the time freedom. And then... Like I don't want to be a slave. Like I don't. I never want to be a slave to my job. Like it's like it's ridiculous. Like you want to work. You want to wake up at six a.m. every day to go to a job, sit in traffic, have somebody tell you what to do, and then leave work at five, be stressed out, and then complain. Like it's out, and then be tired. Like no, you be tired. You be too tired right. for your significant other. I want to ask you this real quick. But how would you? Because I remember I was talking to somebody else, and they was talking about. They said that 
they had to make at least a million, a million a year, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, um, first of all, how would you even know that? Yeah. Because a motherfucker lie. Yeah. So I'm like, how would you even know that this person, what you going to be like? You're going to be at the ta- dinner table like, hey, I need your tax returns for 2021. Yeah. He going to be looking at you like, you're like, what are you tripping? Crazy. <laughs> so how would you, I'm asking you, how would you even know that somebody making six figures? How would, you, how would you figure oh, it out? Oh, because based off their um, they job position, I'm going to Google it. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Google the state and their job That's position right, right. to see how much they make. <laughs> so would you going to lie to me? I'm going right. to Google right. it. You're you know right. what I mean? That's and then easy. eventually, I'm going to ask you how much you make. Like later on, if I see that we serious, I'm actually like, okay, how much how much do you make? And you're going to be able to see it too. Yeah, how much do you make? And then, like, where do you where do you want to go? Like, what are you trying to do? What is your goal? What is your ambition? What is your vision? Those are things I need to know when dating somebody. What if, a, what if it's a dude that don't want you to be an entrepreneur no more? He's like, I don't just want you to be like that. We want oh, yeah. I've, I've definitely dated a dude with money who told me, Jeez, you know, money. with money, though, who told me <laughs> that he wants to, he wants me to be a stay-at-home, like, wife and take care of the kids. Like, that's not me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want no man dictate, dictating what I can do and what I can't do. You know what I mean? That's why a lot of women be in these toxic relationships and have no money because they man controls everything. I don't yeah, want nobody, you know, controlling me. I don't mind submitting. I don't not, I don't mind a man leading, you know, the household. But when it comes to like finance and stuff like that, I just want to have a backup. You're gonna get your bag. Yeah, just in case it don't work out. It's cool. Like we can leave on our own terms, but I gotta have like my own my own bag, you know. And I don't have no ego. If you make more money than me, like I don't have no ego. If you make less money than me, I ain't gonna have no ego. I'm not gonna, you know put that over your head right. and like that either as well mm-hmm. like i'm not that person i just want to be happy and enjoy life i want you to love on me and we just go from there and that's all. I, like yeah. it. I like it man I, hey before we before this was this was a dope episode well, before we wrap up you know this like i said this was long overdue so i just want to say i definitely appreciate you coming out to the city come on the show yes. chop it up with me man this was fun we're gonna have to we're gonna do this again for real and uh but before <laughs> i let you go plug all your stuff where people can follow you buy your products everything yes. you got plug all that so if you text three two three six two two seven zero seven one and you text millionaire mindset then i'm definitely gonna plug you in with a free course and then you can also um, join my mentorship too as well so if you go to www.businessmogulmastercourse.com then you'll be able to join my mogul family where i teach you how to create a six-figure automated business and you can follow me on instagram at, at it's princess dior Mm, y'all make sure y'all definitely tap in up following all those things go get those products and everything and then wrapping up y'all can follow me on all platforms at a, um damn i gotta fix my ad i'm at a official xavier millinai my, my goddamn instagram got deleted man so i got a new page now but y'all can follow me on everything else at xavier c miller and that's all i got for y'all appreciate y'all tuning into this episode of man that mindset podcast see y'all next episode peace Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody vouches Ain't no more excuses valid, get up off the couch and get up in your bag To your bank account, need an accountant